Today marks the fall equinox or the first official day of fall. To find out more on what we can expect for the fall and into the winter, Glenda Lee Allen Vosser talked with Jack Burnett, the managing editor of the Old Farmer's Almanac. What can we expect for the rest of 2022 in the prairies? The rest of this month, we're looking for the uh, the month itself to be uh, about a degree uh, cooler than normal and, and ever so slightly um, wetter than normal, not, not by much at all. Um, October, um, three degrees warmer, about average uh, precipitation. And, uh, you know, then we get into winter, um, which is another... It's another matter, Glendon Lee, that you and I need to have a serious chat about. And what can we expect for the winter? <laughs> well, the winter, uh, the winter in the prairies uh, is—we're uh, looking at it to be uh, colder than normal, uh, precipitation greater than normal, and snow about normal, a little bit, perhaps a little bit, uh, a little bit less, not by much. Um, where you are, um, it'll be just kind of a, a cold, I'm going to call it a cold, normal winter. Um, and, and, you know, because heaven knows that's, you know, it's Saskatchewan. So that's the way that's going to be. Um, same thing for the rest of the prairies. Most they, you know, we find that the, the eastern parts of the, of the prairies, uh, you know, Manitoba, and in fact, northern, the northern parts of Saskatchewan and, and Alberta, um, will tend to be drier. Than, um, than western Manitoba and uh, southern Saskatchewan and southern Alberta, which will be a, you know normal or slightly wetter, but nothing to really to speak of. But the way that we're, the way it breaks down is that um, the cold spells. Now it, you know it's winter in Saskatchewan, so the cold spells um, we expect to be um, begin actually in the middle of November. And then run through the first week of December. So that's like three or four weeks of, you know, pretty steady cold. Uh, and then again, first week of January, last week of January, last week of February. So what's interesting about that is that the cold seems to sort of be front loaded into the, the, the first part and, and middle part of winter. Now in March, you know, April as well, you know, there's certainly, it's, it's going to be cold and there will be cold spots. Um, but we see the, the indications are that things are going to be kind of front-loaded, as I call them. As far as the snow goes, we're finding indications is that, too, is, is somewhat front-loaded. So we're looking at the last week of November, middle of December, and last week of December, and last week of January. And again, you know, there's going to be snow, and there are going to be snowstorms in February, March, and, uh, you know, maybe even uh, at the beginning of April. But um, not to speak of in the way that I just described. So in, the, in, uh, in what I just described for cold and snow, where those two descriptions overlapped, so the two places where people should focus are the last week of November and the last week of January. So that's where we see both cold and snow. And we have we have some uh, significant uh, times too. We see uh, November fifteenth to nineteenth very cold. November twenty sixth to thirtieth frigid, which is like very cold on steroids. Um, we see um, actually um, very cold and frigid from January nineteenth through the end of the month. Um, so we do have snowstorm possibilities. Uh, a, uh, excuse me, December 10th through the 13th, and also uh, January 19th through the 22nd. So that's a lot of information. 
But basically, uh, what we're looking at, as I say, is a is a colder uh, winter, fairly normal, except for periods. You know, it kind of goes up and down. That's why we're calling it kind of sneaky cold. It kind of goes up and down, but most of the up and downness is in the front part or middle part of the winter. For areas of the prairies that have been in a drought, though, it sounds as if we can expect to see some decent snowfall. Yeah, yeah. I, that's uh, that's what I've been uh, happy to be able to report to folks. I think there's going to be good snow cover, um, so that'll last. We're looking for spring to be a little bit warmer and a little bit wetter, but not, um, you know, not to the, to a flooding extent. You know what I mean? Um, so I think there's going to be good moisture for producers. Um, I, 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 it's looking up in 2023 uh, as far as I can see. Summer, um, we're looking, again, for warmer, but not like like a hot oven, you know, just, you know, a little bit uh, warmer, uh, to, you know, so to speak. And then drier in the east and wetter in the west, but that kind of averages out to about the same. So I think it's going to be... You know, we don't see any, like, severe, like, shocks to the weather system um, over the next, you know, eight months or whatever. Now, Jack, we've been hearing a lot about La Nina lasting into 2023. Fill us in on, on that and, and what that means for us. Yeah, La Nina um, is is the opposite of what we hear, you know, about uh, El Nino. Um, so just to fill people in really quickly... El Nino is uh, water masses is is the uh, warming of water mass off Central America, and it, it's caused by uh, things way out in the Pacific. You know how the oceans turn over um, underwater, volcanoes, all kinds of things. It just causes the the water in the Pacific to change. So, uh, what happens is that when El Nino is in effect. Um, there's a strong difference between the warm water off the uh, central co- the coast of Central America and the colder air, you know, in the Gulf of Alaska. So the jet stream that runs between them is really strong because it's really defined, it's really uh, distinguishable. And when there's a distinguishable uh, break between weather temperatures, air mass temperatures, the winds are strong. La Nina is the opposite of El Nino. So La Nina, La Nina is when those waters cool. So when they're cooler than normal and they bump up against the Arctic air, which is always cold, there's less of a difference. So the jet stream that flows between them is weaker and it starts to wobble and it breaks off. And that's where we get the variations uh, in uh, in weather um, back and forth, back and forth because of that wobbling jet stream and it splits off in some ways. So basically what that ends up doing is bringing uh, cold winters to Canada um, and the Pacific Northwest because it kind of, you know, the waves go up and down and when the waves are, are bending down, that cold air comes down through. So that's what La Nina is and it changes, um, Every, you know, every few years, it's difficult to tell. And, uh, you know, what is, when something like that happens, that's called an oscillation. That's a long-term weather effect. So this particular one is called ENSO, E-N-S-O, which stands for El Nino Southern Oscillation. So right now we're in the La Nina phase of it. 
And what another way to say it is that it means a cold winter for Canada. That's Jack Burnett, the managing editor of the Old Farmer's Almanac. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Bossler. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.